Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, after a night of rest and a brief discussion, the party heads back to the staghorned flagon. They use the information they've received from Derek to infiltrate the Fixer Lair. After killing a few flail snails, they now stand before a locked door leading deeper into the Fixer hideout. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Elbow Crazy, and I am drinking some Schoferhofer. Schoferhofer? Yeah, sure. Schoferhofer Hefeweizen. Uh, the reason I grabbed this is because it's grapefruit Hefeweizen, and it is quite delicious, despite the fact that I got giant cans instead of the, the glass bottles, because I, I am kind of a snob and I usually want my beer in glass bottles, but the giant cans were cheaper, and even more than being a, a beer snob, I'm poor. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, Highland Brewing Company Gaelic Ale. It's really good. Um, they're based out of Asheville, North Carolina, which is like generally the place in North Carolina that all the tiny little breweries live, so they're good. Good stuff. Jonathan, what are you drinking? This is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, and I cannot let a comment about giant cans go without <laughs> comment. Oh. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing your giant cans with us. Always. Always. Uh, I am drinking a, a, the huge, uh, although actually this is a slightly different huge. This is Diet Pepsi, regular vodka, and and the whipped cream vodka, like, it takes down the sweetness quite a bit, and it tempers it. I can actually add more booze to this drink with this concoction. So this is going to be a little more po uh, potent. I'm going to forget everyone's fucking name tonight. So hopefully, whatever names we learn, we just immediately kill. <laughs> well, I'll leave it up to you whether you want to kill the people you come across, and you might have to argue with Travancore. What are you drinking? Hello, enablers. So the Viceroy's choice this evening is, once again, Ace Apple Hard Cider. I originally wanted to replace it, a total wine. Unfortunately, I was summoned by a very hungry, very pregnant wife of mine who wanted one of the Big Macs. So I had to go get a Big Mac instead of going total wine. Now, Next week, did you, did you go now. with the normal Big Mac or did you go with the big Big Mac? I got the Grand Mac. And the Grand Mac. Okay, wait, that's what it's called. What? So what? you have like the Mac Jr., I guess, or the small one. That's $2. And then you have like the regular Big Mac, which is like 4 bucks. By the way, they're not paying us anything. And then there's a Grand Mac, which is like a bigger version of the Big Mac. It's about like a double Whopper sized, I guess. It's uh, it's pretty. It's basically the same as a Big Mac, but just bigger. It's like at the double quarter pounder, but Big Mac. They don't call it a, a Mac Daddy. What? Or Daddy Mac. And I didn't wear my clothes backwards when I ate it either. So I'm. I am so disappointed in everything except you going out of your way to get your pregnant wife food. That is awesome. But everything else about that story, I'm disgusted by. <laughs> <laughs> Carlton, what are you drinking? I've got uh, an Arnold Palmer in which I put the uh, whipped cream vodka that Jonathan the Magimuscular left at my place. And I call it a Maria Costina. He went to my school. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, you guys have just entered the Fixer Lair. You've killed a couple flail snails. And at the moment, they are still 
in their death throes in their cell, screeching to high heaven. Would you call it the flail snail whale? I would. I would if I was unsure, if I was sure that I was able to say that cleanly. You guys have entered back into the, the first main room you were in. Bernie had tried to pick the lock on the door and failed a little bit, and you're still there. What would you like to do? I think uh, with the sounds of the flail snail whale covering anything I might do, I think if the failing of the lock picking has failed, then we should go with the brute force method. All right, you're going to try to smash it down? Does anybody else object to brute force? I don't feel like wasting a spell on this, Carlton. Why don't you knock it in with your head? I'm going to do that, but with a a weapon instead of my head, because... Ouchies. While he does that, I gra- I grasp my pearl and uh, get back a spell. Okay. You're, you're gonna you're gonna clutch your pearls. I I no just pearl. And think singular, of the children. Singular pearl. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you want? Like an athletics or? I want to. You're attacking the door. Go ahead and roll an attack. I attack the dark. I want to attack the door. With I would still be raging from the snails. So, uh, has it been, uh, I guess it's been more than a round without taking damage, so I wouldn't be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to say you're not raging anymore. Okay. My rage is dead. That's so sad sounding. Hey! Uh, 17 to hit for 18 damage. Excellent. You do very successfully hit the door. What are you using? Are you using the axe or are you using the uh, I halberd? used the halberd. Okay. You slash into this thing. And it buckles. It's obviously not that thick of a door, but you're basically able to get the top hinge broken and it smashed inward. And it looks like maybe one more good hit is going to take this thing down. Uh, hit or ch- yeah, I'm going to do a charge. I'm going to charge that. Charge at it. with your head. Right. I'm going to holster. Okay. I'm going to holster the uh, the halberd. I'm not going to use my head because I feel like I don't know if I can afford any brain damage. Like, if I was, like, really high intelligence, yeah, I could afford a little bit of brain damage, but I'm already kind of, I'm smart-ish, but I, brain damage might lower me to a point where you guys don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to shoulder charge it. All right. Go ahead and charge the door. Uh, attack, a strength of athletics, what? Oh, well, if you're charging, that's going to be, yeah, we'll say that's an athletics. Okay. Uh, Yeah, because if you were attacking a person, that'd be an athletics. 17 to hit. You hit the door. So go ahead and, since you are proficient in, in unarmed strikes, go ahead and roll damage. It's going to be your basic unarmed attack. Which you've buffed up to D6. Well, you've buffed up to D6 by being proficient. Which the gods have buffed up to D6 when I saw my wolf mama. All right, so go. that's uh, nice. 11. All right, you shoulder charge this door and go flying through it as it was it was kind of splintered and almost broken as it were. For poof, here's Carlton. Yeah, you kind of end up there. You kind of end up going through the next five or you know, about the next 10 feet, kind of charging into the next room a little bit because you are you're fast and you're furious and there was nothing else really in your way. So you Tokyo drift on into that room. You enter a a wide, long hallway. It's pretty plain, actually. This hallway has rough stone on the walls that's jagged, and it looks like it's not cut very nicely. There's nothing 
adorning any of the walls. The hallway itself is about 30, 35 feet long, and you can see a passageway leading off to the east and a door at the far end. It seems to be a similar door to the wooden door that you just ran through. What would you guys like to do? Carlton, are you dead? I'm good, little buddy. I, I, my shoulder kind of hurts a little. I got, I got a splinter. I got ouchies. Not a big ouchie, I'll put but... a band-aid on it later. We got, we're going in. Let's go in. I'm going to go in. Yeah. Carlton wants to okay. see. If I go here to, to another 10 feet in and I look towards this little alcove, what do I see? That other hallway. Is there a door? Two things happen. You take a look down this hallway and you see that a small, the smaller hallway leading off to the east goes a couple of feet and then ends in another very similar door. The second thing that happens is I need you... Carlton triggers a trap. I need you to make a strength saving throw. All right, I am good at that. just you? Yeah, actually, it's just you because everybody else is like, let's go in, but nobody's actually gone in Are yet. you fucking kidding me? Ooh. I would never fucking kid you. I rolled a... No, not you. The dice. I rolled a one. Well, so yeah. with my plus eight, that's a nine for my saving throw. I'm pretty sure the okay. DC is higher than nine. All right. I would like uh, you to roll a D8. Four. All right. You are pushed suddenly from this, basically like a, a gust of wind comes shooting up from this spot on the floor and pushes you into the wall just a few feet away. The actual gust doesn't hurt you and it doesn't really knock you off your feet. But as you impact the wall, you see that the wall itself You'd notice that it was this rough stone that, you know, didn't have anything on it. And as you impact the wall, you can now see that it's like tiny little knives. You've been pushed into this wall and just the little bits of jagged stonework sticking out slash at you. And you take... Wait, they slash at me or like I got impaled on them? Like, are they actually moving and slashing? No, you've been pushed. You've been pushed into a pin cushion essentially yeah, okay that's yeah okay when you said they were slashing at you i was like wait are they like mechanically like because that'd nah, be kind of nah, cool the, the walls are just super sharp and you take six piercing damage all right uh hey guys two things don't touch the walls and check for traps are you uh, jonathan dead? with you standing at the door you see carlton basically almost get lifted up and thrown into the wall by what looks like a small dust devil flying up from the ground. Whoa! Okay, uh, that happened. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and not let that happen to me. Here I go, guys. You wanna do like a a check? You you got the thing, the magic! I don't have this kind of magic. Gosh, it would be nice if uh, if those with uh, with high wisdoms for searching for traps, we're up here. I can do that. You get Wait, out I that thought door. you had to investigate those things. If someone would like to roll an investigation check, they wouldn't actually need to be in the hallway. And oh, I could take investigation? an investigation. Oh, okay, hang on. I can do investigation. Uh, One sec. I can do I one as well. I have good investigation. Yep. My investigation, investigation is awesome. I can do a checking for traps, though. That's a roll. That's a thing I've Okay, got. my investigation is mediocre, apparently. Okay, so anyone who wants to check for traps, I need an investigation check, and you would need to actually be in the hallway. Right now, only Carlton and Jonathan are in the hallway. I don't have good investigation, Jonathan. I've got good other I get a 12. Would I get advantage because having been attacked by it? 
no, but you at least know where to look for one of these things. So I'd say it'd be easier for you to see it, but you don't get advantage. Uh, I'm just trying to cancel out my disadvantage. Now nah, you don't get advantage, right. but I would say the DC for finding the at least the one that you just activated. Can I do perception lower. and or investigation or just investigation? Perception is going to look for different things. Perception is going to notice anything odd about the room. Investigation okay. would be the actual I am searching for traps. Nope. I will give you uh, my investigation with disadvantage. Ugh, nine and seven. Okay. There's traps, but I don't know where. <laughs> The part of the floor that you just stepped on, that you stepped on it and then it pushed you into the wall, you think you see something like carved into the stone, but you're not really sure. You don't really see anything else. Jonathan, what was your role? Twelve. Right on the stonework where you notice this dust devil appear and throw Carlton into the wall, you can actually see carved into the stone what looks like a glyph. You'd have to get a little closer to really check it out. You don't see anything else. Okay. Travancore and Bernie, at the moment, if you guys want to enter the hallway, you could also do some checks, or you can stay in the room where you are. I'll go into the just the room just barely, just enough to do the check, not far enough to do any, well, anything hold else on, to hold happen. Hold on, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trace out this rune here. What do I need to do? Like, is that Arcana to disable it? or? Uh, are you trying to actually disable it, or are you trying to just investigate it further? Uh, I want to try and disable it. Yeah, I take an Arcana check. 14. Okay. Concentrate on this thing for about a good minute. Just tracing it over with your eyes, reaching out with your, your senses. You're able to ascertain that it is a type of glyph of warding, but you're not quite able to disable it. All right. I'm going to try and walk this way and continue to try and be aware of any traps. Okay, why don't you stay right there. Uh, Travancore and Bernie, you guys have kind of stepped into this hallway. If you wanted to, you can now see this glyph on the ground that Jonathan and Carlton are pointing out to you. You see the rough stonework and the, the extra hallway. Uh, did you guys want to make any checks or did you want to just walk forward? I'll do a perception check, actually. Yeah, I can do a perception check because I'm good at that. Same. Okay, give me some perception checks. Okie doke. I mean, I say that, every time I say that, it goes poorly. It's a good thing it went good for you. Yeah. It went oh. good for both of us. Wow, nice. <laughs> we rolled the exact Boom. same high five. <laughs> Yay. So, it looks like both of you rolled 20s, not natural. Both yeah, of us correct. rolled 15 plus 5. That's awesome. Okay. You very easily see the rough stonework. The it seems to only be the walls and the ceiling are this roughish on a cursory inspection, like it's just badly carved. Like these are just bits of rock that have either worn away or were not very well carved to begin with. But knowing what you know about this activated trap on the ground. You also notice that the floor itself is rather smooth. It's only the walls and the ceiling. It's very obvious that it's just the first about 5, 10, 15, 20. The first 25 feet of this hallway are that way. The last 10 feet before the door, everything seems to smooth out a little bit more. From where you're standing, you don't see anything else in specific on the ground as far as indicating if there's... Uh, another glyph somewhere but at least 
for the moment, you think that there's not really going to be anything on the sides or on the ceiling just because of the way the stonework is mangled. Do you guys see any more little button things that you can, like, trigger this trap? I'm looking. I, I would say just probably stay off that ward. Uh, and I continue. Jonathan, you've, you've moved kind of into the, the smoother part of the, the last 10 feet. And if you'd like to roll another investigation check, you can. I would love to. What the actual fuck? Well, what'd you roll? I roll. I, it's an eleven. The only reason I'm getting double digits is because I have a fucking amazing mod. Okay. You don't notice anything else. I don't notice anything, but I don't trust myself right now. I, I will creep forward. I'll peel myself myself off of the wall. <laughs> And I will uh, advance forward to kind of look around to make sure I don't get st- stuck into a wall again. We're going to put some hydrogen peroxide on those later. Don't worry. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, investigation as well for more traps. Okay. Hey! Uh, a 15. Okay. You take a, a really close look around. You don't see anything else. Guys, I think we're good. Okay. Watch out for that. the, the, the one... Ever with cautious optimism, I call Shadow over, and I ask him to join me um, right behind me. Okay. Oop. Yeah. And I think I'm going to follow exactly the way Jonathan um, prescribed. So I'm going to follow his exact motions, basically. So to, okay. to get right behind Jonathan, like right there. You and Shadow follow him. I want to put a nose around this corner to look down the hallway. Okay. You put a nose down. I'll... What you see is a 15-foot hallway. It's only about five feet wide. Seems to be the same basic stonework. This does seem to be slightly smoother stonework, but unadorned, nothing special. Wooden door at the end of the hallway. Can I check for a trap? Yeah. Go ahead and roll a... <gasps> Drink! I don't care what I had to roll. I guess. I did it. I checked. I know everything about this room. I know who made the room. I know his mother's maiden name. All right. So with that natural 20, what's your final what's your final investigation? That's it. That's the best part. I assumed I was gonna roll like a five because investigation, not no no buffs on that. (laughs) Alright, you look down the hall. Just really carefully with your eyes scrutinizing every single inch of the stonework and the ceiling on the floor, you're catching every little bump and groove. All of the stonework looks fine. You peer at the door. Hmm. And then you peer behind you or next to you where that glyph on the floor is that's that's faintly outlined. And you look back at the door. Yeah, there's there's something like it's not the exact same glyph but there's a glyph on the door at the end of the hall hey guys what right there yeah 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 it's actually on the face of the wooden door on in the hallway heading east give give that other door like a look and see if it's got like if gandalf's been there recently and there's dwarves coming in town all right i'm going to try and investigate the door Okay, so this is the other door, the one leading south? Yeah, this one right there. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> a ten. It's okay, not funny, you peer at this funny. door. Seems fine. Here, let me help you, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, you right, it's too. Fine. 
It happened to you too. Three and five, so a three. Yeah, if Jonathan says this door is fine, this door must be fine. All right, Jonathan, high five across the door. Oh. 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 High five. I'll check it as well, assuming nothing happens. What the actual fuck? (laughs) All right, so I'll. You want me to come to the door and check it? Nothing actually happens when Carlton and Jonathan high five. If you, Travancore, if you want to move up and check that door to the south, you can roll an investigation check. Detective Travancore investigates. Oh shit, man. Damn. Not natural. Damn, Jack. I don't know about you, but my shoulders sure are getting tired from carrying this team. (laughs) 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 We can go to a spa later and get that I don't know about you, but my shoulder still hurts from busting down that door. Travancore, you knowing what you've seen on the floor and what Bernie found on the other door, you inspect this door really closely. It doesn't seem to be trapped at all, and you are not 100% sure without actually trying it, but you're also pretty sure the door is not locked. I'm going to open the door. (laughs) No, no, do, no, make, make Carlton do it. He has more health than you. Well, no, actually, currently you have more health than him. Just kidding. Yeah, you touched that door. Yeah, I'm down to 27. If there's some Home Alone shit going on, she's got to let us know. That's a really good investigation check. So he should know if there's, like, an electric heater making the knob burn your hand on. Yeah. Uh, I noticed Jonathan quickly moving back away from <laughs> yeah, the door. Bernie was there anything fucking inch? <laughs> was there anything else anyone wanted to do before Travancore tried the door? Uh-oh. No. I, like no, I got you, go, buddy. All right. Travancore, you open up the door. Are you opening up all the way or did you want to just crack it? What'd you want to do? I'll open it just enough to take a look at like a peek. Like maybe about like 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 maybe I'm gonna open it about I would say maybe an inch away from the door. Or from the from okay. the entryway. Alright. You open the door an inch or two. It opens into this room, and for the first time since entering the fixer lair, you and en- you see a room that has some natural light in it. It's dim. It, there's not much in here, but you do s- it, it is a lit room. Seems like candlelight, but you can't see any candles for the moment. From the little that you can see, this uh, seems to be at least a another room. The wall that you're looking at actually has a couple of tapestries on it. They seem to be fairly nice, and you see the edge of a plush chair. So this seems to be another room that at least has furniture in it. Looks comfy. Guys, I'm gonna walk in. Any objections? Sit in the chair, sit in the chair. Do you tell us about the plush chair? Yeah, I relay what I see to them, basically, as oh, it's described. Guys, you know, you know what our house doesn't have? A plush chair. No, just, it does not. Just, but sit in it, just, just in case. In I want to find out if it's strapped. I want to I wanna actually do this door here. Um, I feel like we should not door. leave a locked door behind us. Yeah, stuff could come out and So I want to try us. and uh, I'm going to arcana at this rune. Okay, are you trying to... What exactly you're trying to do with Disable it. it. Okay. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Audience enablers, just so you know, 
Jonathan imagine oh, Muscular rolled a one on the die and then got up and fantastic. left his desk because the dice do not like him tonight. Cedric. I'm so proud of you. I don't know. That was just... What the fucking hell? Come on. That's exciting. All right, Jonathan, you walk on up to this door knowing that there is something on it and you reach out with your arcane senses. Sense the, the glyph that's on here. It's slightly different than the one that was on the floor. And you attempt to disable it. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Is that another one? No, you haven't rolled yet. Yeah, he hasn't rolled yet. Hey, nice. You're not Not too shabby. You probably won't die. I don't know. 17 for the dex saving throw. Okay. As you attempt to disable this thing, obviously something has gone wrong. It flares to life on the door, bright red, and you are you manage to duck out of the way just in time as a line of fire just f- pours out of this thing and fills the hallway. Bernie and Carlton, you guys kind of standing on the opposite side of where this hallway exits, you you see the fire extend all the way to the back wall. You do manage to duck half the damage so you're gonna take eight fire damage all of us me no just just... jonathan the rest of you were not in the line fortunately uh and jonathan only takes eight because he managed to be very dexterous and duck out of the way the fire almost retracts back into the glyph it flares again and then goes dark but you suspect it's not disabled I want to try again. Jonathan, are you dead? I'm fine. I'm burned and angry, but I'm fine. Do we go to the room with a punchable fire, or do we go to the room with a comfy chair? It's fine. There we go. It's fucking fine. Well, that's that's much better. You sound... What did you roll? 24. Unhappy, but happy. That's a Part of it's your anger. Part of it's you finally kind of arcane anger. Yeah, you know, it's the it's the magical version of the rage that Carlton gets into. He's gonna multiclass he... the barbarian so he can have his arcane rage. And you've now you've witnessed this thing activate, and you are so pissed off that this door would get the better of you that you're like, nope, it's fine, and you reach out with your mind and just mentally yank this thing off the wall and it flares for just a second and then goes completely dark and you're pretty sure that you've completely disabled this <laughs> glyph are we Fuck like oh, you, can i roll trap. to see how how afraid i am of his anger <laughs> That's like just is this a up side of jonathan we've never seen before and i'm just like <laughs> oh Hey, this is Jonathan is not used to failure. Jonathan the magic muscular doesn't actually get this angry. Jonathan the re- Jonathan the actual person though is fucking incensed. What would you've now disabled this glyph, uh, Travancore? I'm assuming at this point you've kind of pulled the door closed yeah. and are waiting to see what happens. I very quietly, very stealthily cl- pull the door closed. Well, roll me a stealth check if you're going to say you're going to stealthily do this after oh you guys God, have been I'm making so... all of this noise in this hallway. I've been this assuming that we're still in the flail like... snail whale. This might be a huge mistake. Jonathan let's find, it. let's find out together louder, as a family. Louder than the snails. Oh, no. 25. <laughs> yeah, you guys can still very clearly hear, hear the snails. It's getting fainter 
as you get further in and now you've got another door between you and the snails but you you it's only been like a couple of minutes and you still hear them it's awful travancore with a 25 the noise that you made opening the door it is completely silent as you close it it's cool. good to know we can close a door in the midst of all this death i'd and imagine now- that if you had rolled a one it'd be like slamming it shut I walk up to uh, along the wall towards uh, Carlton, knowing that my next roll will not be nearly as good. I'm gonna go down. The, I'm gonna go down the hall. And okay. as Carlton's coming up, I kick the door. Okay. Oh, shit. Do you roll me a strength. It? Yeah, I'll say roll me an athletics check. <laughs> that well, there's fuck. that. There's and I'm like, the best. That's uh, even <laughs> better than you being bad at magic. And God, Carlton, that's and, great. I, I, and so Jonathan the magic muscular, he rolls a two, which comes out to a five, I think. And he's like, the oh, fuck. And he kind of bucks away. And as he's going by Carlton, he's like, he's like angry, incoherent mumbling and pointing at the door. I tried the door handle to see if it's unlocked. The door is unlocked. <laughs> I opened the door. I'm sorry oh I used God. all the team. I'm sorry I used all the team mana on the door. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan uses his foot to give it a swift knock and then walks away. And Carlton goes to just attack the door and then just curiously tries the door handle and it and opens up. It opens up into a very small, what looks like a storeroom. There's not really much in here, but you do notice a couple of things. You can see that there's a clothing rack on the left-hand side. It's got kind of a random variety of a few bits and pieces of clothing hanging off of it. Some of it looks like it's been nicely hung. Other bits look like they were just kind of thrown up there. There is a small chest on the ground, maybe only about a foot by a foot by a foot, and a few rolled up tapestries just thrown into a corner. They, they're they huge. They look to be kind of the size of some of the tapestries you guys had, had previously found, but they're, they're definitely wall-hanging tapestries. And leaning up against the very back wall, not much bigger than that box that you see, the small chest, you can see a metal shield. The only reason, Carlton, you even know it's a shield is because it's kind of leaning over on one side. And so you can see the bands, the leather bracers on the back that you actually put your arm through. It's kind of the smallest shield that you've seen. It almost looks more like an arm guard than a shield. So (laughs) Bernie-sized. Well, it's, it's small because it's actually cut into the shape of a phoenix. Wings flared, and uh, it's painted in a really evocative style that actually it makes it look like watercolor on the top of this silver metal. And it's it's tiny by shield standards, but it's it's quite beautiful. Uh, Hey, little buddy, there's this dope ass shield in here. Do you want it? I'll go into the room, and I'd like to make some kind of check on that shield. And while she's doing that, I want to find a nice shirt. Um, well, I want to do a history check to see if I know if that's someone's specific, like, heraldry. Sure, we'll start there. You roll a history check. I feel like I should be asking Jonathan, the magic muscular, if he knows any of this shit. He comes over, and he's still kind of angry, grubbly. He's like, he looks at the shield, and he's like, he considers for a second, like, very suddenly. actually, I think I know the answer to that. And he hands it back. Because I got a natural 20, so I guess I know this family's maiden name, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. For a history check, Bernie, you you don't remember a specific heraldry that's a phoenix. There's been a lot of houses throughout history that have used parts of the 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 phoenix in parts of their heraldry, but just the phoenix itself is kind of the main heraldry, especially in red in a very cliche almost color. You don't remember anything, but you do with that history remember something about this shield. This is a shield that was lost recently. There was a a, a fairly large elemental incursion that happened about 30-40 years ago and you do know that some of the armies that fought against this elemental incursion there included a lot of dwarves and the the dwarves are they're expert arm makers and a lot of what they were fighting against were elementals of fire and so this was specifically a shield that was said to have been forged from if if it's the shield you think it is which it matches all the descriptions from the history text this was forged from the essence of some fire elementals and obviously they didn't want to use the something so evil and so they crafted something like this into the form of a phoenix um and from what you remember this this shield if it is that one it it's got some powers to it that might be interesting but how about that shirt I found? I'm going to lick it and make it mine. <laughs> okay. You walk over and you lick it. Roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, mother- <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> oh, guys, this is going to be the one I fuck up. There's a shirt quote. I lick 17. it to make it mine. I okay. get a 17. All this information goes through your head and you're like, even if this isn't the shield that I think this might be, it, it's mine. And you go over and you pick it up and you run your tongue along it and lick it real good. Oh, this is dusty. This has been I here a while. I lick it <laughs> like Sailor Tweak's face. Lick it real good. While Bernie slobbers all over this arcane object, Carlton... You can very easily, without a check, see that if you're just looking for basic shirts, you do find something in your size. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's kind just of that, a, like, it's starting to get a little bit colder, and, and I don't door. think that you guys want to see this all nipply and cold and goose prickly. Yeah. I don't... Is that a problem? Have we been having a problem with Carlton's blatant sexuality? Is that... No. <laughs> no. Well, his nipples are becoming things that uh, he can attack with piercing damage. <laughs> go ahead and roll a perception check i'm sorry no roll an investigation check you're searching through this rack for you do find a shirt at least one seven okay you find one shirt long sleeve shirt that seems to fit it seems like a workman's shirt you do find another shirt that's kind of a, a silky material picking it up it seems like this thing could fall apart at the the barest of physical activity but it's pretty. And you see there's kind of a, a variety of other almost costumes. This is almost a costume rack, but much more simplistic. But these seem to be the only pieces that you find that are going to fit you. I, I grab the long sleeve workman shirt and I set it down and I take my axe and I chop off the sleeve so that now it's a short sleeve shirt. Okay. It's you should have to roll you take an- a like cutting jack. Yeah, that's not exactly how cutting fabric works, and you have to kind of eventually slash it a couple of times and, like, 
kind of knife your way through it and the distressed would be a word that I would use to describe this shirt now. But uh, you, survival you cut for cutting it would be a 13 if you want to go with rolls. Well, you don't damage the rest of the shirt when you get okay. yourself some distressed shirt sleeves. Cool. How now I can that? cosplay myself. Anything else you guys would like to do? Anyone else want to check anything or look at anything? I think we should. I mean, there's a chest. Isn't that always a thing that we're looking for? We should check it for traps. Also, does this mean because I licked it and I didn't die, it is mine? Well, no, it means you've licked it and you didn't die. And whether it's yours or not depends on you and the rest of your, your party. I mean, you're the only one that uses a shield, right? Correct. All right, I guess it's yours. Okay. Traveling Corps has gone mosey into the room as a shadow. Right. Oh, I'm so excited. So, okay. Can I equip it? If- I just drooled on my hands. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Did Julia, the actual person, drool on your hand? <laughs> yes, I did. She got super excited by the you shield. You can see my hands on my face and the gurgling noises I was making. Go ahead and roll. Uh, in the middle of your gurgling, roll an arcana check. Uh, Travancore, you've entered the room. What would you like to do while she's doing that? So I'll check. She's checking the chest, right? Or no, she's checking. She picked up this shield and is slobbering all over it. I'm I got investi- a five, so I guess I'm going to die a drooling idiot. Is- <laughs> if I may, I'd like to roll an investigation check on this chest. Looking for traps? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Bernie, with a five investigation, or a, a five arcana, um, what you remember from history is that, yeah, this thing had some magic in it, but you're not really sure if you're detecting anything. Can I ask, can I hold it up? I'm going to hold it up to Jonathan and be like, it's like literally covered in my saliva. <laughs> and be like, can you tell me what it is? He's in the final stages of angry mumbling. So he's like, nah, 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 nah. and he rolls an arcana check. Okay. Nah, 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 uh, 17. All right. It's definitely magical. It seems to be pretty nice. You're- not quite sure of all of the properties, but it's definitely magical, and it seems to require attunement. So if Bernie wanted to, if you wanted to take a short rest and attune to it, Bernie would, once attuned, be able to sense all of its properties. But this is a powerful enough artifact that you can't quite discern what's going on with it. Ooh, let us attune. Do we want to, like, barricade ourselves in here for an hour? It's not an hour. The short rest is a half an hour. Yeah. In my game. Yes, yeah, so you guys oh. can work on the chest, and I can sit cross-legged on the floor and lick this. No, shield. I can. I can hit die. That actually. Is and we can arcane a really recover. That would yeah, be. Yeah, I, I can. Uh, I can recover some more spells too. All right, let's barricade ourselves in here then. All right. Can and I see how bad this is going to go for us. Tuning? Is that an allowed? Uh, yes. So while you're doing that, Travancore, you were rolling an investigation on the chest. Got me a fifteen. Chest does not appear to be trapped. I'm going to open this chest. It is locked. Ooh. Would you like to try to unlock it? Yeah, why not? So I have, I guess, what would a pickpocket check be or whatever? Pick a lock. It's going to be a sleight of hand check. Do you currently have thieves tools? I don't have thieves tools. Okay. Then it's just a sleight of hand check. All right, here we go. Yo, we need to buy some thieves tools. 11. Yeah. Uh, you, because you don't really have any tools, you kind of find a little bit of metal and do your best to try to unlock it, but it's a small chest, and this is not opening. You're, after a couple of minutes, you're not even really able to make any progress. Is it small enough to carry? It's like only a foot by a foot, right? Uh, yeah, it's a foot by foot by foot. It seems to be a 
bigger than a normal jewelry box, but smaller than a regular chest. And when you pick it up off the ground, it seems to be fairly light. Whatever is in there is not incredibly heavy. All right. Unless one of you guys wants to take a crack at opening this thing up, you want to just take it with us? Sure. Yeah, it can be opened later. All right. I'll use some of my hemp and rope to, uh, to tie it to Shadow, I say. Okay, it's a tiny little chest on on this giant bear's back, and he submits to it, but he's he's a little perturbed. Like, he's almost insulted that it something so small is being strapped to his back. Like, I'm a giant bear, what, why? Why, why small, tiny chest? Can you make him wear it like a necklace? Well, it's a foot, a foot by a foot, though. That'd be kind of a big necklace. He would be uh, like bling, bling. Flavor Flav of the bear world. DJ Shadow. <laughs> It'd be like those mastiffs with the uh, the keg of whiskey. Oh under yeah, their the neck. Uh, yeah, the Pyrenees Mountain Dogs or whatever. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it, it'd be a little big and it would hamper his neck movement a bit, but it would fit. Nah, I think we're gonna keep it on his back. We'll find more swag to, to take, hopefully. And you know, nothing else. We we'll swing back. Hopefully, those uh, those shells will be dead and very valuable. We'll have to take those as well. Okay. Yeah. So otherwise, you guys are kind of closing the door and barricading yourself in here. Bernie's going to attune to the, the shield. I spent some hit die. Bernie would like to ask Jonathan a question while she's attuning. And wondering if there is escargot in the fantasy world. And if so, are those the kind of snails that they would eat? I'd imagine by, by the time we collect it, the snails may have gone bad. Yeah, I don't think those that, those, that shit's going to stay fresh. Do you think there's butter in the inn and we could like try it out you know there's butter in the inn because you had some with your bread whether or not it's a good thing with those snails or not something different i never made us cargo but you you know this first time for everything bernie you attuned to the shield okay and what does my shield do okay this small Ooh. shield cut in the shape of a phoenix in flight is beautiful but looks too small to be effective however with the magical enchantment imbues the wielder with a plus one ac oh bless jesus no, 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 wrong bless. Bless Bay. Bless Bay. That's there Julia talking. That's not, this is Julia reading this. Bless now, Jesus is a literal Lauren, saying where I'm from. Is that plus one in addition to the normal uh, shield bonus or no? So it wouldn't lower her AC. She wouldn't have to drop her other shield. No, no, no. It's, it's I don't awesome. have a shield. You don't? No. I don't oh. think she does. I do not have a shield. So the first well, shield that... you get is our first piece of plus armor in this party. So that would raise your AC. Three, right? If it's an actual shield. N well, no. So it's, it's a too small to be effective. Two. Okay. Well, it's effective because it's plus one. Gotcha. See, I thought she always had a shield. No, she did not. And then it also has the extra power, which if you'd like to read that out. You, when once a day, when struck with a melee attack that does damage, the wielder can activate the Phoenix shield to send out a burst of fire. All creatures in a five foot radius around the wielder take 1d6 fire damage. That's pretty sweet. Oh, it's not a real shield. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's like a buckler. It's about the size of a buckler, yes, but it does still give the plus one for, because it's a magical shield. Basically, Bernie, it's so magical, it still gives you you a bonus to your defenses. Like, for you, it this is even still kind of small for you. Like, a full-size shield for you would be a lot bigger than this. But, you know, it still gives you a bonus. I am small. <laughs> hey, uh, Bernie, do you want to switch positions with me? And I'll be right there. Uh, and you can be in the top. Sure. Just in case something comes at the door. Yeah, we'll do that. 
All right. We ready? About 17 minutes into your short rest, you notice that the wailing from the snails that you've killed gets uh, half as quiet. And then two minutes later, it goes completely quiet. Okay. <laughs> Both bucks who you've left up by the, the main door, who you can still feel. I think he's still within 100, 100 feet. Yeah. You haven't gone that far. And Shadow, who is right next to Travancore, both of them audibly sigh with relief. So Coco Snoo just has terrible hearing? Uh, he's able to manage it a little bit better. He's still He was still annoyed by it, but he's got some military training in him to be able to avoid, to be able to resist that kind of attack, essentially. The other two, while they weren't necessarily being hurt by it, aren't necessarily trained in battle against that kind of thing. And oh god, it hurt. Ooh, fingers crossed that they didn't summon anything with their <laughs> minutes of death screaming. We'll find out. Yeah. So you guys finish your short rest. What would you like to do? Let's I go. Look oh, wait, what about the tapestries? Do we want to look at the tapestries? Yeah, I like sure. tapestries. We need some decorations for our- Well, like, they might, they might also have, like, historical context or stuff like that. Maybe you're okay. on it, because you live here. Ooh. Yeah. Is, am I on a tapestry? It's hard to make out because they're rolled up, and they're obviously, like, ten feet by six feet right, we'll big, large wall tapestries. From what you can see, there's two of them. They both seem to be in red and black, and at least the bits that you can see just kind of turning them around, you don't see if there is a picture. You just see flowers in in red and black. It is really nice, though. It's, it's incredibly high-quality threading and fine work, and they're super thick tapestries. They're meant to be, obviously, like hung on castle walls to help absorb the sound of you know a lot of stonework and people walking around in armor and you'd imagine that they'd probably go for a pretty penny if you could somehow get them out of here guys here's what we do once we clear this whole place out we set the pocket house down down here and we keep one of us out on guard and we load shit into the pocket house and then we don't have to lug shit around it's a smart idea actually that's actually a really carlton from carlton I know. Carlton. Listen, there's one thing you don't know about Carlton. He's really into home remodeling and decorating. Carlton he watched a lot of the Faerunian equivalent of wow. DIY Network, I love which it. is growing up on a farm. QTTV. Yeah, QTTV. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff that I've been meaning to ask you that you guys own that I don't, that might still be back in greenest. So at some point, we're going to have to sit down and decide what kind of retconning there was to get stuff into the pocket house. But now is not the time. Anyway. You've got these two tapestries. They would be a pain in the ass to carry around. We'll leave them here for now, and we'll, so, we'll do the pocket house idea later. If that's the case, then I don't need to carry around this uh, this box either, this this treasure chest. Well, we never know if we have to get out in a hurry. That's yeah, true. At least you got the treasure. the treasure chest. If it's only like a foot, then yeah. we can strap it. Sorry. Okay, I guess we'll keep Shadow. We're going to have to wait for a little while longer. Shadow is just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you a little shrug. Just a resigned sigh. I All imagine, right. like, in Shadow's mind, he's like, this is what Reggie was for. <laughs> and then I get sad because I thought about Reggie. Shadow's like, mm, I'm going to sign up for this shit. Flump, bro! Look out for Reggie! All right, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna peek my head out the door. It looks like the same hallway you're used to seeing. All right, I don't see a bunch of armed guards standing waiting to receive us. You don't see anything. I'm going to go here, and I'm going to peek, see if I see anybody. 
You don't see anybody. No. You just see the door slightly ajar. Okay. Wait, the door below? The south door? Yeah, the door to the south. The one that Travancore closed. The one that Travancore closed? Yeah, that one. There's a little bit of light coming out of it. Hey, guys. Uh, Hey, Travancore. How good did you close that door? I closed it completely shut. I closed it the best that anyone closed the door. It was the okay, best door closed in the history that door, of door, that door is slightly I do open. recall he really closed that door with like a lot of skill. Like I didn't know that was a skill, but I think he could have won an award. Alright, that door is him. completely open. Or not completely, Jonathan's it's cracked so open. Bitter. Well, so, that's I say we start back at the top and work our way back down so we don't get surrounded. Oh, yeah. Like, go recheck rooms that we've already checked. Yeah, that's fine by me. Bum, 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 bum. I'm going to follow about 20 feet I'm going to go back crawl. up the flail snail room. All right, I'm coming. Okay. Yeah, me too. Boop, 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 All right, as you guys boop, boop, backtrack boop, boop, boop. into the, the first main room, Bucks is still sitting at the top of the stairs. When Bucks Jonathan, have told Don't wait, Bucks he... would have noticed. Did Bucks notice anybody coming behind us? Bucks didn't notice any change at all in the room. Oh. Although he was keeping an eye on both the room and the stairs leading down to make sure that nobody was coming in. So he was kind of back and forth and back and forth. But as far as he is concerned, nothing changed in this room until you guys came back. I'm I'm good to check trust bucks, but it's a five minute detour. Didn't what's his face, the guy that we've got in our basement, didn't he say that there was another entrance into here? Like, didn't he say there's an outside entrance? That's he not. Did. Yeah. He said he knows that there's a second entrance that basically leads from the woods. He knows, and the only thing that he knows is that it leads into a stump somewhere in the woods. But he doesn't know where it comes, where it is, uh, in the lair. He's he's only ever been in this one room. Um, he suspects that that may be one of the ways that they get adventurers who are bringing monsters in and out, because obviously it would be a little weird to bring, let's say, basilisks through the tavern into this area. But he doesn't know for sure, for sure, and he said that he did not know either where that entrance was, either the entrance or the exit. Alright, I'm gonna make my way cautiously over to the flail snail room. Okay. I will follow kind of close behind him. Not too close. I'm gonna hang out right here with Jonathan and look at this door very intently. Hi. Okay. Oh, it won't move. As you guys hang out, go. checking out a door, a, a very destroyed door, uh, Carlton, as you enter the holding room where the flail snails were, you see the two shells lying there like normal, and you see that there is a bit of a weird, oily mucus kind of dripping out of both of them. Okay. But I don't see any people. You do not see any people. Okay. I want to grab one of the shells, and I'm going to put it back in our treasure room. Okay, uh, that shall... Go ahead and roll a, um, strength check. Uh, straight up strength check or athletics? Uh, straight up strength check. You're trying to lift this shell? Fifteen. Uh, fifteen total? Uh, yep. Alright, you reach down and try to lift the shell, and the first thing you notice is that it smells. Oh, jeez, the whatever, you know, snail you finally killed in this, that was in this thing, uh, it's... Ugh. When it's dead, it smells. The second thing you notice is that its shell is super heavy, and you barely get the 250 pounds of it off the ground before you're like, um, this is gonna be unwieldy. Okay. I'm gonna, I mean, I'll, I'll put it down when I get over to the other room, as long as I can move with it. Is he gonna give himself a hernia? Okay. One. 
All right, so One, Carlton two, comes walking out of the room carrying this giant multicolored shell. It looks like he's he's got it and he's carrying is it. it like, but it, is that like the Three Stooges thing where I'm like kind of wobbling, almost tipping over on my back trying to balance this thing? No, it's less balance and more. It's just surprisingly heavy. It was super uh, duper heavy. Bernie, I think your escargot went bad. Ew. Yeah, and out of the end of it, uh, where the the actual body extended from the from the shell is now constantly dripping this mucusy type liquid that's got this multicolored oily texture. And Carlton, as you're walking and it's dripping on the ground, you can see that it's immediately starting to harden, and it stinks. Ooh, okay. it stinks. I am careful not to walk in the path of this stinky stuff. Sounds like a good plan. Put it down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you put this shell down, it immediately starts to leak liquid all over the floor. In I the try tiny to rotate it so that it doesn't leak out and kind of contains itself. You have to push it up against a wall because, you know, snail shells, they're, they're that spiral shape. So okay. it kind of naturally wants to be <clears throat> foot side down, but you're yeah. able to kind of prop it up against a corner. And yeah, I do that. Ooh, this whole room is going to stink pretty soon. But yeah, you can do that. Uh, that's a problem for future Carlton. Anything else? Well, now that I mean, I can go back and get the other one and put it in there if you guys want, or we can continue forward and then just deal with it later. But eventually we'll have to move it to the pocket house. Let's deal with it later. Let's go slice this pie, man. Yep. All right, let's cut some pie. We're going to peek in the door. Okay. So the door is cracked open. When you look through, you see what Travancore described, kind of a basic stone room, but there is a plush chair and a few tapestries on the wall. So obviously there's there's something else in this room. It's not just a bare floor. Hey, Travi. Yeah. You still got uh, Shadow's little tiny mirror? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Do you want to, and I'll back, I'll kind of concede the door to him. You want to use it to peek around to the other side? Yeah, I, I try to remember, I, I think I tried to affix it to, sh- to myself at one point during the battle, and it should still be on my person. You're talking about the little mirror? Yeah, yeah. I thought we tied it onto Shadow in the most embarrassing way possible. He did, and then he eventually removed it, and then you tied it back to... Myself. I, I even used it during combat, yeah. The flail snail. Right. You thought that it would reflect... Nothing seemed to happen. It is still attached to you. All right, I'm going to detach it from myself and actually try and... Or give it either... Carlton, you want it or you want me to use it? Uh, well, I'll, I'll concede the door to you. Okay, so I'm going to head towards the uh, the door there. I'm going to try and angle it to get a better view of this thing without giving away my position. So Okay, so you're trying to like use the mirror... Metal Gear Solid style and peek into the room. Yeah, yeah. again, it's like Carlton's having uncharacteristically good ideas tonight. It's like he's rolling um. 20s in his heart. Okay. <laughs> you poke the mirror in. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check to see how stealthy you are about this. Sleight of hand and twist of fate. This is where I excel. 17. Since the door is already open, it's actually pretty easy for you to slip your hand in and just... The mirror is the perfect size for this. Pocket size. You can very easily see into the rest of the room. It looks like a good size room. There's several pieces of, of furniture. It kind of looks like the other room that you were that you first entered this lair in. Except the furniture is a bit nicer. There's actually a rug on the floor. You see a fireplace along the back wall, kind of opposite of where you are. It's... 
burning but very low and that seems to be where the the dim light for this room is coming from there is a door to your right that you can see that is closed you see a figure seated on the couch it looks like he's holding kind of a glass of wine his back is to you and as you use this mirror to kind of peer around the room you hear a voice come from this figure and he says well it has taken long enough did you want to actually come in, Travancore, or were you going to just stay there at the door? I come in. All right. You enter the room, you kind of push open the door, enter the room. You can now see, especially in the low light with your dark vision, you can see the, the chairs. There's a couple of tables over on the side, a nice rug on the floor. If you weren't very well aware of where you are... This would look like any nicely furnished room in any of the castles or keeps or nice upper crust family that you've been in. The figure sitting on the couch puts his glass down on a table in front of him and stands up to face you. And you can see that this is the gentleman who was the bookie at the uh, the racetrack when you first arrived. I kind of half turn around to wave the rest of the party in. Okay. We can't come in if you're standing right in front of the door. I'll well, follow you in. I'm going to walk in just a little bit, just enough so people can come in. You, yeah, you can move past Travancore. Uh, I look around. Do I see a chair for me? Like a big plushy chair that I could take later. Like how many plushy chairs are here? There's three or four. There's right, the... Good. Asking the important questions. Our house is going to be so swank. It looks like really nice furniture. It's mostly in stained lighter wood and red velvet coverings. The couch itself seems to be in a dark blue. It clashes a little bit, but um, you get the sense that this is all finery, but not necessarily all from the same set. But it's all really nice furniture. Is there... Well, we'll yeah. put that chair along the contrast wall. Yeah, I like that. Um, is there, like, a chair for Bernie to sit in? Uh, if you mean, is there a, a chair that is gnome-sized? No, just a no. chair, like, across from him that she can very passively, aggressively make herself at home in. Uh, no, so unfortunately, most of the chairs are kind of scattered about. There's one next to the couch. How much strength would it require for Bernie to grab one of these chairs and, like, you know, in the silence, the awkward silence, pull it up so that she's, it's, like, a little bit across from this man, and then climb up in it. You're not exactly sure because you'd have to try, but hold on just a moment. As you guys come on in, um, what does Shadow do? And Jonathan, are you actually entering the room? Oh, yeah, yeah. As you come on in, so what you can see is that there isn't... He was sitting in a couch that was facing the fireplace along the, the far wall. As you guys have entered, he has stood up and moved to the opposite side of the couch to face you all. As you enter, as Carlton is kind of picking out furniture for the pocket house and Bernie is looking for passive-aggressive chairs, the <laughs> gentleman that has addressed Travancore glares at all of you and says, if you're done deciding what you're going to ransack, let's just get down to business. Would you like to leave or would you like to die? Uh, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah, pretty sure we can do both. Yeah. Well, no, wait. We're not going to do both. <laughs> well, or neither. Neither. Uh, Listen, we would like to leave after to we're us. done. <laughs> so, um, why? And at that, he actually says, so be it. Hold on, I hold on. I can tell that you're not serious about this. And I need... Oh, I, I, I was going to ask why, but I guess we can ask his corpse. Yeah. 
I just, I've had a hard day, sir. I was just looking for a seat. My God. Carlton, does a 22 hit your AC? Oh, yeah. And Jonathan, does a 22 hit your AC? Oh, yeah. Okay. Out of the darkness on the sides of the room where you guys weren't really looking, you hear and darts fly out and hit the two of you. You each take seven piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Nice. 25 for Carlton. I think that's like a 24 for JMM. Yeah, but created that saving okay. throw. You both feel as these darts sink into the sides of your neck, and it hurts, but the poison that starts to course through your system would hurt a lot more but the both of you take a moment and shrug it off and look over as Vukovic pulls out he pulls out two knives and grins at you and we can all roll initiative. Oh! Bernie's riding Coco Snoot so she's cool. Oh good. Well I'd kind of prefer to go last oh, anyway. Not so good. Alright. For initiative Carlton. Uh, it was a 16. Jonathan? What's your initiative? Uh, my initiative is 10. And Shadow? Shadow gets 7, Travancore gets 20. I'm assuming Bucks is not participating in this fight. No, and I think to him, hide. Okay. Bernie? 5. Okay. As these darts come out of seemingly nowhere and the fight begins, Travancore, you get to go first. You are staring at Vukovic, who seems... Uh, to be just glaring at you. You hear well, Jonathan's coaching say, focus fire! Well, you know, it's been a while since Travancore used his old flare bow, so he's going to charge his flare bow for this attack, and he gets advantage because it's his first attack. Thank you, Unearthed Arcana. Okay. All right, let's uh, roll the first, and I'll crit fish. Doesn't matter, 27. Oh, nice. yeah, that hits. Eight and three, 11. So 11 total. Yep. Nice. The flare bow lights up this room for the briefest of moments. He's not that far from you. He's only 10 feet. And as it slams into him and, and bursts into flames, he mm, a little bit. And uh, as the flames die down, you see he's still standing there and, and his eyes have narrowed, but he is taken the brunt of the damage. Anything else? You can't leave, but you can die. You gonna stay there? I say that. And, um, <laughs> now that you ask, um, I will take a couple of steps back next to my good buddy, Jonathan the Magimuscular. So I'll move okay. like, right there. All right. Carlton, it's your turn. I look at him. I, I, I pick the dart out of my neck and I throw it to the ground. I like with a little violent flick. My pupils start to like go real narrow and I start raging as he's going to get a couple attacks coming at him. Uh, pulling out that halberd. A 18 to hit. Uh, yes, that does hit. All right. And that's going to do 13 damage. And then the second attack. Uh, second attack's gonna miss. A one. Yeah, the second attack, you are a little overconfident, and he nimbly ducks out of the way faster than actually you expected him to. Anything else? Um, I'm good. All right. Uh, he's got his two uh, daggers out. He is going to- he's glaring at you as you've slashed him, and he cocks his head at you for just a second and smiles. And then and go, is going to disengage from you on his cunning action. Yeah, I, and is I'm not going surprised. to go to there and Travancore. Oh boy, he's gonna try to get you with two different daggers. Okay. First attack, uh, fifteen. That'll hit. Okay. You're gonna take nine slashing damage, and I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Nine. 
Yeah, the, as the knife pierces your, your armor and your skin, you take the hit and then you also feel this burning sensation course through your veins. Uh, you are considered poisoned. Uh, you take three poison damage. Basically, you have disadvantage on everything. Oh, no. Yeah, you have disadvantage on attacks and saving throws. You are poisoned until you save from this. So basically, at the end of each of your turns, you can try to save out of it again. Okay. He is going to swing at you with his second attack. That's a 19. That'll hit. Uh, You only take one slashing damage, and you're already poisoned. So there's really nothing else going on. Um, And he is done. Jonathan, it is your turn. All right. Uh, Well... I think our best bet is to give Carlton as many attacks as possible, so he's going to find himself hasted. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. Carlton just starts running in place like, oh, come at me, brother. Oh, yeah. And I don't think I have a bonus action attack, so he is going to... Let's see. I think he's going to stay there. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Really need shield. Anyway. All right. Uh, he's He's done. All right, Shadow. All right, Shadow, seeing um, his master in danger is going to basically move to flank this guy, and he is going to attack him with a bite. And he gets advantage, too, because he's flanking. This is true. So, 18. That hits. Excellent. That'll do four piercing damage. Yeah, he's so focused on you that he barely notices Shadow as he comes up and just takes a a chunk out of his his hip. (laughs) Nice. And uh, that'll be it for Shadow. All right, Bernie, it's your turn. Bernie is going to cast Bless on Travancore and Carlton and Jonathan the Magic Muscular. So when you guys, now you are blessed with the blessings of Queen Bay. Praise be you make her. an attack roll or a saving throw, you add a d4. You roll a d4 and add it to the number. So All right, so Travancore, you're still at disadvantage, but now you get to add a d4 to that disadvantage. Oh, okay. All right, Bernie, is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no, I don't I don't have like bonus actions unless I'm swinging around something spiritual, so we're fine. Seemingly appearing out of nowhere, two dark robed humans appear. Ninjas. Uh, no, mostly just black cloaks, black armor, very stealthily they they appear as they try to shank Carlton. Uh, oh shit! Are they using like swords made out of toothbrushes? No, no. This well, actually, you'd have to investigate them to, to know for <laughs> sure. Oh man, can we pause for a second while Bernie rolls an investigation check to see About what their swords are made out of? I'll tell you what. At the end of this combat, if you guys are still alive, you can investigate <laughs> those knives. Uh, so the one that's closest to the the fireplace, that's closest to the south, goes first. So his first attack. Oh, fuck well, you. That's a natural 20. Drink. I'm not drinking for that. Either am I. I will. I'm going to. Dem's the rules. out of drink. No, I thought All right. So he's going to do. I'm just going to drink because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> there you go. Ouchie. Well, good thing I'm raging. You're going to take 17 slashing damage. Oof. All right, so that and I need be... you to make a constitution saving throw. Right, so that's eight slashing is a rage. Oh, wait, is are you only taking eight? Yeah, he's, uh, he's raging, raging, so he takes half slashing damage. Thank God. I need to make a constitution saving throw. Yep. Bless Bay. Uh, 18 total. All right, uh, you do manage to shrug off the poison as this guy, he manages to get you right under one of the ribs, and boy, does it hurt, but the poison doesn't affect you. But that was his first attack. I look at him, and I go, like, do you realize the shit I eat? You're gonna need something stronger than that poison. 
He eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat yeah. pieces of shit for breakfast. Literally pieces of shit. I'm not lying. It's not in the. He's poop a lot. So that'd be a 20 not natural. Uh, still going to hit. All right. You are going to take four piercing damage, and I need you to make another constitution saving throw. Uh, 14 to save. Uh, yeah. This this one hurts a little less, and but you are once again able to shrug hurts it off. Hurts a little less, stings a little more. Yeah. Well, not not yet. You're still not poisoned. But yeah. now the second guy is going to go. Yeah. Wait, that's the thing. You do have an AC <laughs> bonus, in case it matters. From oh, haste. I do. Uh, it's 19 right now. Uh, that's a 22 versus AC? Uh, 22 will hit. Okay. All of them have been above 20, though, so. That's going to be 15 piercing damage. All right. So, and then yep, I need seven. you to make a constitution save and throw. Is, are we going with, like, seven there? Or yeah. it's Yeah, you always yeah, round, round down. down. 21. Oh, my God. Yep. Bate is not like me tonight. You continue to shrug it off. The final slash comes in for 19 versus AC. Uh, 19 will match, so yep. Uh, that is four piercing damage, reduced to two, and yep. another constitution saving throw. Ooh, this one might be close. Come on, Bay. Uh, a 13 to save? Oh, so Ugh! you've been hit with a lot of this poison. And yeah. it you're like, nope, 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 nope. And then finally, it just sticks. And you have been poisoned. You're going to take three poison damage. And you'll get another chance to save on the end of your turn. All right, I'm down to 16. On the end of their turns, they're both going to disengage. This one is going to move to there. This one is going to move to there. And they are done. At the top of the round, Travancore, you're going to take some poison damage because you are poisoned. You can take three poison damage. And so you can go ahead and make your any attacks, any movement, anything you want to do. And then at the end of your turn, you can try to save out of being poisoned. I cast Cordon of Arrows. Okay. All right, so I can apply four thingies in the ground, and the way it works, for those who don't remember, until the spell ends, whenever a creature other than you comes within 30 feet of the ammunition for the first turn, or a turn ends that's turn there, a piece of ammunition flies up and strikes, and they have to do a DC saving throw at the end of their turns, I believe. Question? And, yeah. Am I a creature? I think it, let's see. Does it say creatures, or does it say enemies? It says creatures, specifically. Then all of you are creatures. Ooh. Didn't uh, you can, oh, it actually says, you can designate any creature you choose, and the spell ignores them. So, I choose ah. Carlton, Shadow, Bernie, Jonathan the Magimuscular. And yourself? And myself. <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll throw that out there, out there. I'll be a kind DM and remind you to choose yourself. The, yeah. Kids, choose yourself. Yeah, so luckily, it, otherwise it wouldn't be very useful. <laughs> a spell if you couldn't I'll be very that. useful, just not in this room. Yeah, right, 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 right. But, yeah, so with that, I'll do my, uh, I guess my spell save DC throw. Whatever it is. Constitution saving throw it is? Don't forget that you can add a d4. Oh, to the, that's right. That's right. Let me know where these four pieces of ammunition... Cause oh, well... I mean, everyone can see where they go. You This isn't a, a hiding action, so... Yeah, uh, so... Although, within 30 feet is basically going to be this entire room. Yeah. So, now that I think about it, it doesn't really matter. Nah, so they're all going to go just gonna... basically one, two, three, four, right in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, go ahead and make if unless there's something else you'd like to do, go ahead and make your uh, Constitution saving throw. No, that's it. All right, so I get to roll. I got D four to whatever this roll is, <laughs> which so is just as well. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what'd you roll? I rolled. It's a four, but it's a natural one. It so does, it doesn't matter that it's a natural one, just that it's low. Okay, so it the whole roll total is a six. 
Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. DC is a 14. Not that we're metagaming, but yeah, you are still considered poisoned. Gotcha. Carlton, you are also considered poisoned. Yes. You take one point of poison damage. Oh, my God. Uh, Carlton feels a little sick to his stomach. Do what you need to do, and then at the end, you can make your saving throw. All right. I'm going to go there. And okay. He is going to get some uh, halberd coming at him because of reach weapon. Okay. You are disadvantaged for all of your attacks, but you're hasted and raging, so it kind of cancels each other out, so it's just a straight roll. Okay. Uh, 24 to hit for 16 damage. That does hit. All right, all right. He takes it. Second attack, a 22 to hit for 11. Okay. And hasted attack, a 19 for 15. All right. And how much of that was in the necrotic? Uh, that last, oh, um, let's see. Uh, three necrotic on the first hit. Uh, one necrotic on the second hit, and four necrotic on the last hit. You slash him up real good. He's bleeding from a couple different places. He's starting to look really rough. You do notice, though, he's not looking as rough as you would like him to look. Is there anything else you want to do, or do you want to make your I con save? I want to make a con throw? save. <laughs> save. It is at disadvantage. Yep, don't roll lower than a six. All right, cool. Uh, I will not metagame and know that I will automatically pass because of bless. Uh, but I get a 17. All right, you finally are able to shrug off the effects of the poison. I kind of spit on the ground like, bleh. It's gross, guys, guys. It, it does not taste good. <laughs> All right. And then I want to look menacing. You look menacing. Bukovic uh, doesn't seem to care. Boo. Jonathan, he turns to you with his two daggers. And the first one oh, is a natural shit. 20. Fuck this guy. I was hoping I'd have to open this thing, but here we are. Alright. I'm not drinking to that shit. Damn. I will drink to my second natural 20 of the night. Uh. I mean, fortunately for you, he doesn't get sneak attack on this. And he also rolls really shitty. So that's six piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That is going to be... Don't forget your bless. Yep. Uh, 19. Yep. You, you've kind of seen this at work now, and so you're, you're prepared to shrug it off. Uh, the second attack... Is a 16 versus AC? Uh, that'll still hit. All right. Seven piercing damage, and I need you to make another constitution saving throw. 23. All right. Yeah, once again, you you just grin as the, the poison does not take effect. He is going to disengage. He's going to move here next to his fellow and be done. Oh. Jonathan. We, wait wait a minute. You have you ended a turn within the Cordon of Arrows, so I think you have to roll a dexterity saving throw. Yes. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw? Yep. Okay. Dagnabbit. That's a 19. That'll save. Okay. He ducks and dodges out of the way as he, as he disengages and runs to the other side of the room. He just nimbly dodges out of the way of this arrow. He is done. Jonathan, it is your turn. Okay. Jonathan the Match Muscular is going to... Uh, is the door closed? The door behind you is open, the one that you came in. Okay. The other door in the room is closed. All right. He's going to move out of the room and say, trust me, guys, I know what I'm doing. And he's going to fireball right here. Uh, what? So it'll envelop what? the entire room and everyone in it in fire. Except? Except what? four creatures of my choosing. Okay. Does, is Barney and, and Coco Snoot like one creature because she's riding him? Uh, no, Coco Snoot is consider considered another creature. But I'm sculpting the, sp the spell around their space. 
Like I'm not mm. it's not like magic like they're all getting shields. Their spaces are actually removed from the spell's effect. Is that how spell sculpt Let me look Can at the we wizard. Please pretend it is. Yeah. I don't really want to lose my dog and Yeah. Tonight the- on Dungeon I mean, I'm okay if we lose the bear. I don't <laughs> <laughs> This one's just for you, Bernie. All right. Uh, hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. All right. Beginning at second level, you can create pockets of relative safety within the effects of your evocation spells. When you cast an evocation spell that affects other creatures that I can see, I can choose a number of them equal to one plus the spell's level. In this case, four. Uh, the chosen creatures automatically... It, it does specify creatures. So, all right. What if you casted it at a higher level? Huh? That just does more damage. Doesn't well, give you it would more have the creatures. other spot open. Right, and I, I don't have fourth level spells. This is a third level spell. Oh, shit. Who's gone so far this round? Just Travancore? Yeah. All right. I am going to go there and ready an action to cast Fireball right here as soon as either Carlton or Bernie slash Coco Snoot exit the room. Actually, I'm not going to exit. Yeah, I'm I think not. I'll exit. I'm going to cast it right here. So, Bernie, you just have to get, like, to any one of these squares, and I'll interrupt your move. Oh, you, and you don't even have to end your turn there. It, once you get either to this set or outside the room, whichever one you want to do, I'm gonna, that my, my uh, condition is going to go off. And then after my thing is done, you can continue your movement and continue your turn. Okay. Because you can do stuff during your move. Okay. All right, Jonathan is going to hold his action. He stays in the initiative uh, where he is, but he's going to hold specifically a fireball to go off. As, we'll say for the sake of clarity, as soon as Bernie is far enough away to not be, Bernie and Coco Snoot are far enough away to not be included in the blast. Since there's a couple different directions right. she could go to do that. So and, we'll just make it and simple. And also Carlton, because Carlton has, since he's hasted, he has a ton of movement. Yeah. But I'm so, used to this. Okay, he I'm could used to also, being in the center of well, the storm. No, I'm saying I want to get this off as quick as possible. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can, I can dance around. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> All right. So while Jonathan holds that action, Shadow, it is your turn. Oh, boy. Jonathan, you're sculpting around Shadow, right? Yes. I, I, yeah, okay. I am considering him an ally. Aw, thanks, buddy. I don't right. not consider him an ally. Well, you know, Shadow being who he is, like, not wanting to disengage, there's a guy in front of him, I know we're focusing fire and all that, but target's tar- target-rich environment, am I right? So what Shadow's gonna do is he's gonna go for a claw on this fellow. Okay. And I'm guessing a f- four is not gonna do it. Well, in this case, since it's an attack, a one does fail. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, by the way, it's a natural one. Everyone sad drink. Nope. <laughs> no. All I'm out of booze. Do you right, sad yeah. drink? Tweet us at Dungeon Trunks. Shadow is so distracted by hearing Bernie say that she's okay with the bear being caught on fire that he just totally misses his claw because he's so, he's like, oh, <laughs> oh God, it's okay. Would buddy. he like to do anything else? Uh, no, I think he's, he's done. All right, Bernie, it is your turn. Okay, Bernie and Coco Snoot are going to like scoot it on over here. How do I do this? I pick a like thing. I'm red. I, there we go. We're going to go to the square, the indicated square. I'm just going to go to the fucking corner. Corner. Yeah, go ahead and Bernie just... Bernie goes to the corner. All right. And now the and bomb goes off. And as soon as you off. hit this square, a fireball goes off. Okay, so Bernie moves into the corner and a fireball goes off. What's It's a dexterity saving throw? It is a dexterity sa- I I'm doing a dexterity saving throw against a bunch of rogues, but it doesn't matter 
because because they'll take half damage. Lots of dice. Yes. Fire. <laughs> Carlton just stands there of like ha 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 fire. I'm so used to this by now. Like just being <laughs> surrounded by Jonathan's bombs. All right. Uh, Bukovic. Seventeen. That will save. Or I'm sorry, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Barely save. Okay. The guy next to Shadow. That's a twelve. Does not save. And the other guy is a twenty-one. Uh, that will save. Do they? They have advantage. They have advantage on these. You're lucky they're not higher level, and the ones that saved rogues don't take any damage right, right, from yeah, this kind of thing. Because of evasion. Uh, but they will. St- these guys will still take half damage. They're not quite that high of a level. So go ahead and roll your damage, and one of these spies is going to take a ton of damage. Oh, uh, wow. Underwhelming roll. Uh, so that's 22 damage. Okay. Shadow misses with his claw and looks up at the guy in time to see him burst into flames <laughs> and die. Shadow's like, well, fuck. Good, jo- good boy, Shadow. Good boy. Shadow's like, did I do that? Good job. Perfect, perfect ash. The other one screams in pain, but is still alive. Vukovic also screams. You watch as his clothing goes up in flames. And for a moment, he drops down to one knee and it looks like he's about to just fall over dead. And then he stands back up and Jonathan, technically this is kind of still on your turn, but it's also Bernie's. So I'll let the two of you do this. Go ahead and roll perception checks. Okay, I'm pretty good at that, but... 19. And Bernie? 11. Bernie's like, shit, it's a ball of fire. What do you know? She's <laughs> like a little you, paying Like, atten- you heroically ride out of a fucking fireball. And like... Bernie, like she doesn't look at the explosion at, on the way out. When you hit no. this square, Coco Snoot takes a leap, and while you're, like, down, and it goes boom as flames erupt behind Coco Snoot and if there was a camera right there it would have been the most heroic fucking picture ever you would be the cliche walking away from an explosion happening behind you it would be amazing yes. okay bernie as you turn around and blink tears back from your eyes as this fireball has just exploded practically in your face not hurting you or, or Coco Snoot you notice that Vukovic as he stands back up his clothing burnt to practical shreds except for a couple bits here and there his skin has gone gray that's nasty it seems like he's taller all of a sudden just lankier and you're not exactly sure why jonathan you also notice that this creature his eyes are this unnatural yellow and the hood on his cloak has burnt off and there is no hair on his head in fact the the whole his whole head is this weird elongated shape and he's got this grayish molted skin that you're not sure if it's because of the fireball or something else is going on but something's really wrong with this creature fuck it's an alien what's an alien i don't know what that is but fuck it's an alien anyway after your fireball is finished bernie it is still technically your turn you have moved 20 feet what else would you like to do bernie is gonna cast um, healing word as a second level spell, which means everybody gets 2d4 plus 8. Healing word or mass healing word? Yeah, mass healing word is the third level spell that you can cast as a bonus action to do healing to everybody. Wait, I can cast that as a bonus action? Yes, mass healing word is one bonus action, range 60 feet, up to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range. So right now you actually can't see Jonathan. You can get everybody else. It's fine. Just do it. 
how much movement do you have left? And, and Prayer of Healing is a concentration spell, so you'd, you could do this because it's an instantaneous. So here's what we're going to do. If we're going to like use this to its fullest ability, we're going to do some damage and then we're going to heal some folks. So we're going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. I mean, it's just going to hang out next to my main man, our main asshole. Yeah, right there's good. All right. So it's going to take the form. Has it been a bear trap? Aww. Tonight, Chester is a bear trap because it's going to catch thieves. And so it's going to clamp down on his head. Hopefully, if I can't hit him, I'll be real unhappy. No! <laughs> uh, Bukovic, or whatever yourself. this creature is, manages to duck out of the way and uh, misses being clamped on by your bear trap. Um. So in that case, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Mass Healing Word. Now, you, as I said, you can't at the moment see Jonathan. That's okay. So you can... If I can't see him, neither can those assholes. Uh, actually, you're not sure they about can. that. Okay, They're do I have any movement the, left so him. that I can see him? If you stopped here, you would have more movement to do that. That's why I was like, all you need to do is stop here because it saves you five more feet of movement. The door's open. Why can't I? What if I went down? Because of the angle you're at. Basically, draw a straight line from you to Jonathan. If it is obstructed by a wall, you can't see him. Now, if you move south, you can change that angle and you can see him. He'd technically, yeah, okay. like that. I would say you'd have to move 10 feet south in order to see him. Now I'm going to cast Mass Healing Word. Okay. Bless be to bay. Bless be to bay. Everyone gets 1d4 plus, it's not a lot, but my god, you guys got your asses Every little kicked. bit helps. I couldn't control that. Everybody gets nine points. Fortunately, Bernie is so good at healing that even when she rolls a one, she still gets you nine points of, of yeah, hit points Yeah, it's still really back. good. Bernie, that is all you can do. Guys, just don't get, just don't die. Like, it just, like, personal favor to me. Noticing you doing this, this guy is going to come up next to you, and he is going to try to slash Great. at you with his daggers. You have a shield now. That didn't work. 12 versus AC. Second one is my so, third natural 20 of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty much out of drinks. Is he within me? Because we're going to do that thing. He is within five feet of you. Uh, he's going to get his attack off first, and then basically this will be your reaction, is this the flare of the shield. Okay, you are going to take 11 piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Situation. Why was this a good idea? Because you, you moved closer to them, and then you healed a bunch of your allies, and they don't like that. And they're smart enough to know what you did. Does a 10 save? Sadly, no. You are, you've spent so much of your energy healing your fellows that when the poison courses through your system, you are unable to resist. You take three points of poison damage and you are now poisoned. Ow! He is then Wait, going no, to disengage. Wait, no, 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 that's my reaction. I want to burn him with the thing. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. You were going to set off. Yep. So go ahead and it so says, the shield once say? a day when struck with a melee attack can activate to send out a burst of fire. All creatures take one d six. I think it was a five foot radius. All right. Yes. One d six. Five foot radius. Yep. So roll a d six. Ow! He gets one point of damage. All right. He takes it, and he was already pretty hurt from Jonathan's fire, and this is literally just more fire. So he is unhappy about that. 
does five. He's going to disengage. He's going to move to there. And he's going to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, yes. <laughs> God damn it. Stop rolling 20s. <laughs> Laura, At least Laura, that wasn't yeah. on like, an attack. Talking about people dying earlier, and you're like, "Oh, but I'm not talking about you guys." I was, and it's just like, I was not because none of you have died yet in my game. Now that was a natural twenty, so he does dodge out of the way of your arrow. Sorry, Travancore. Angry drink. Speaking yeah. of Travancore, it is your turn. At the since you are still poisoned, yeah, you take three poison damage. At the start of your turn. Aren't you glad that you got healed by me, even for a shitty amount? Thank you, Guru. What would you like to do? I'm going to hit this uh, this Vukovic fellow with an arrow. I'm going to charge my flare bow again. And I know I have disadvantage because I'm still poisoned and all that. But uh, Yes. But I get to add the four because I still have bless, right? Yes. So, 11. Sadly, the 11 doesn't hit. So, he knows this time that it's coming. In fact, uh, roll a perception check. Okay. I this was... is still a disadvantage, because it is a skill check. Gotcha. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Nine. It's weird. You could swear that he looked at you just as you thought about doing this attack. And so it was like he watched you do it and then dodged out of the way. Anything else? Oh, I gotta roll my uh, constitution saving throw to see if I can shake this poison off. If that's I the last thing you're doing, then concentration, yeah. So you still get to do the d4. Okay, so I'm going to roll this. So disadvantage, but plus the d4. Oh, the disadvantage for the saving throw, too? Disadvantage yeah. on attacks, attacks and, and saving throws. throws. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Poison sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, poison is awful. Well, and I got to roll the plus four to that, thank God. Four. Yes! Oh, there we go. Yeah, so that'll be a 14. You've been poisoned long enough, and you finally managed to shrug it off um, and feel like you're, you're whole and healthy again. Well, maybe not so whole. Then I All say... Right. Bop, bop, and up, bop, and up, and up, bop. That girl is poison. <laughs> Carlton, it is your turn. <laughs> I'm going to be like, doop, doop, boop, boop, doop, boop. That's my buddy. Get away. And I'm going to interpose myself between uh, freaky, freaky legs over here and Bernie. Bernie's just laying okay. on the floor. Yep. Can you get one more over? Can, Can I get, you stand on like, top here? of me? Oh, I could is do that because that, we've established that. No, we've established. That the spiritual weapon does grand yes. flank. Yes. Yes. First attack, 24 to hit for 18. Oh, thank God. How much of that is necrotic? Two. Okay. All right, this one's going to be a 20 to hit for 18 total, with three of that being necrotic. All right. He seems super hurt. Yeah, I don't like that, so he's going to get another Even one. Even though the necrotic doesn't seem to be doing much, um, the, the slashing is doing enough. Oh, that's what he was resistant against. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like like as you slash through him, the damage is done, and you're kind of used to after the slash that you see the edges of the wounds curl as the necrotic energy courses through it, and you've noticed that that hasn't been happening with this guy. Uh, last hit will be eleven or twenty-one to hit for eleven damage, two of which is necrotic. Okay. And then I be like, how would you like to describe uh, killing this guy in the most bloody way possible? Yay! So you said he like he became like really tall and elongated, right? Not really tall. He seems to be a little bit taller. Like, he's he's just a little more lanky. Now that you're up close, his eyes don't seem to have any eyelids. They're just these almost cat eyes, but with no no visible lids. Just completely bald head. He's very creepy looking. So, like, he's there, and I see this, and the last hit, like, I'm slashing, and I'm slashing. And on that last one, I kind of bring it back, and with all my might, thinking about, like, he hit my little buddy. I don't like that. I swing it down. And, like, it doesn't do as much as I normally think it does with the necrotic coursing through it. But then as the hubbard connects to the ground, 
And then he slowly kind of like splits apart and wobbles back and forth before falling over into two. <laughs> and it's it's disgusting because the blood that comes out is not anything like what you'd expect out of a humanoid. It's this thick, viscous, almost purplish liquid. And it's it just splatters onto the floor like mayo, as you are familiar with. But yes, he Boy, falls over Danny. dead in two pieces. Anything else? I'm gonna stand here to make sure nobody hits my little buddy. Alright, this guy... Or they will regret trying to, at least. This guy watches that happen, reaches into his pocket, says a couple of harsh words under his breath, and oh, vanishes. Shit. Oh, He's got pocket no, sand! Babe. No, that's not what that does. I don't want pocket sand. That's not what sand. that does. That's not sand. But he I know. I know. Everyone perceive. Jonathan does a 12 hit your AC. It does not. You feel someone basically try to push you out of the way, but you're able to stay still. Okay. Oh. Can I do a perception check? All right. And it is your turn. Uh, so can I, I'm going to, can I do a perception check to better discern which square he's in? Yeah. Give me a perception check. All right. Uh, uh, nope. So someone tried to push past me, but couldn't. So I will dis- discern that they are right in front of me. And uh, actually, I'm going to... No, I'm not going to back up. I want to plug this hole. I'm going to throw burning hands hole. directly in front of me at second level. Now, okay. Shadow looks over and sees this gout of flame heading towards him. And then it stops. It excludes shadow from its area of effect. Okay, how large is this area of effect? So it's going to do this square, these squares, and these squares. Okay, and is it an attack or a a saving throw? Dex saving throw. Okay, Uh, 11? It does not save. All right. 13 damage on a missed save. Okay, you, on instinct, since something bumped into you, cast burning hands and spray fire everywhere and as the spray goes away you see on the ground writhing in agony just before he dies this final guy <laughs> and the clothing smolders aoe bitches all right so i say good job shadow poor shadow is yeah, just shadow like, like spending this entire time yeah. just like <laughs> Shadow's just up. like Shadow's got the thousand yard stare with like little tiny flames in his eyes. Hello, darkness, my old yes! friend. I was about to say do the exact same thing. <laughs> Travancore. Yo. Roll an intelligence check for Shadow. Okay. Find out if Shadow has any clue what's going on. Oh wow, he actually has a pretty big penalty for intelligence. Let's he's see. A bear. Probably. Yeah. Oh well, he's a bear, so he's a bear. Two. Shadow looks at you wide-eyed, and you get the sense that he thinks he's a bear made of fire. (laughs) 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 Because because friend Jonathan is a master of this kind of thing, and if friend Jonathan thinks that Shadow made all these bad men catch fire, Shadow made fire. (laughs) (laughs) This bear can make fire. You get a total of 2,620 experience split between the four of you. And as you do the math for that lovely bit of experience, we'll pause there and pick it up here next time as I'm, I'm assuming you'll want to do a little bit more exploring. But for now, you've killed Vukovic and his associates. Pick it up next time to see what happens next 
in this lair of thieves. Ah! Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter. <laughs>